Microphones on because we are live. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to KPFT HD2. It is Thursday night, so it is time for Pop and Schlock Live, the show that examines pop culture and media through a critical and analytical lens. I am your host, Jay Goodson Dodd, author, educator, and general curmudgeon. AKA uh, Jake for brevity's sake. Yes, because we love rhyming on this program. Uh, as uh, as always, I am joined by my co host, uh, imp- professional improv comedian Ooh. and uh, Writer, editor, Meredith Nudo. Hi. Yeah. And I have a very special guest in the studio with me today. Um, I brought my wife. My, my wife. <laughs> there's there's no way I will ever not have you on the show and not do the my wife bit. It's never not going to happen. It's a classic bit. It's a classic bit. Say hello, Tori. Hi. <laughs> that is my lovely wife. Um, and she is here because the film that we are talking about today is uh, A Simple Favor, uh, starring Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively. Can't are you see me. Okay. Oh, well, I'll move. There we there go. There you go. There we go. That's better. I'll, or I'll move this down. Or, uh, it's or okay whatever. if you cover up my face because I'm, I'm greasy from lack of sleep. <laughs> You're just naturally greasy. Um, but the reason that Tori's here is because the uh, the selection of the week, the film of the week, <clears throat> is uh, A Simple Favor, Woo! which uh, was our date night movie a yep. week ago. And uh, what a great date night it was. I we, thought it was fun. Yeah. we had a It gr- was a good time. We had a great time. Uh, and... It's uh, it's it's rare because uh, Tori and myself sometimes have very differing opinions on uh, films that we enjoy slash don't enjoy slash hate. That's putting it lightly. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tori, Tori and I have some major disagreements in that regard. Tori, where do you stand on Interstellar? Um, you know, actually, I watched it last summer, and I didn't hate it as much as I originally did. Okay. So, okay, so she's I'm coming around. Ground. I think it's way too long, but it wasn't as bad. Okay, it wasn't as bad. She's, she's coming a, around to my side. Yeah. And it, like even I can come around to liking parts of it. I'll just never love Tars. How it's can... really loud at parts. It's like it's like they're screaming at us. Like the music. I don't know. Yeah. It was just okay. How can you never love Tars? Because it was Okay, I'm not. I'm not going to turn this episode about a movie that I actually liked into another episode about something that I hate. Like I can't do that again. I feel like I'll get chastised for it. But uh, we try to be a positive. We try to be a positive, a positive show. We try to be a positive show. Even the things that we don't like, we try to uh, put at least a little bit of a positive spin on it. Um, so I will come out of the gate saying that I loved A Simple Favor. This is one oh. of my top movies of the year. Yeah, already. I know you. Would, I know you had said that, and. Uh, it's it's edging in there for me. This has been a great year for movies. Um, yeah, and... it makes me worried about 2019. Yeah, like no... what's going to happen to this show if the slate is really just Captain Marvel and Hellboy? We'll just see those movies 18 times. I'm okay with that. Tori will not. Tori probably will not uh, want to see Captain Marvel and Hellboy 18 times. Why? <laughs> Well, Thor won't be in it, so okay. there you go. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Tor- Tori <laughs> Poor is- Kylo Ren. <laughs> Tori- okay, so Tori is uh, is one of those people that um, if the movie doesn't generate a specific type of fan fiction, she uh, is oh not... Don't out me like this, Jacob. That's- you out yourself. <laughs> That's perfectly valid, though. It is. That's extreme. It's... It's but valid though. Tori is pretty much uh, her her in- investment in the Marvel franchise is almost entirely centered around Chris Hemsworth's forearms. This is true. That's a great reason. <laughs> That's a great reason to be into the the MCU. I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, There's two it great is. reasons. It is. Uh, ah. You're terrible. I anyway, know. Uh, <laughs> so, but this year's had a, we've had a good run of movies and uh, we, uh Tori and myself have been uh kind of making a weekly movie date night thing uh ever since I started I I got the AMC movie pass thing Yeah, I did too, but uh, they charged me for this one. Yeah, so it's I'm the I'm an A-list member and did they Did you did you had, did you when you ordered it click the box? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they they charged me for it and then I was like can I can I get my money back? And they gave me my money back. They have good. I, I will say AMC A list has good customer service. Yeah, well, they want to keep you. But ever since I got that, uh, we'll do. They do five dollar ticket Tuesdays, so I get my free pass, and then Tori gets in for five dollars, yeah. and we'll go. We'll, we're willing to take more chances on movies. Um, and we like we we did Crazy Rich Asians. Uh, yeah, and that was, was good. The, which we loved. Uh, so we've had a good string. Uh, we did the Meg. She yes. went with me to go see the Meg, <laughs> which is my favorite movie of the year. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Pretty good, Tori? That was, movie, I mean... That movie was the Citizen Kane of our time. And I don't will know remain what, as such until Toilet Shark comes out. I don't know what Citizen Kane is, but <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. Okay, so that should give you all the context you need <laughs> for the type of, uh, the type of, like film association that Tori and myself have. Uh, Tori was raised on Disney movies, both uh, the good theatrical animated kind and the uh, the kind that uh, Jack was talking about uh, on the uh, Happy Time Murders episode where uh, there's like, you know, an intelligent house or somebody's a mermaid. Disney Channel original movies. Yes. Yeah. That's... Oh yeah, I was just thinking about Aquamarine They're really the good. Day. They're really good. The only okay, the only Disney Channel original movie that I like is uh, Brink. You like Brink. You like Xenon. You didn't watch. You like Thirteenth Year because no. you said it was basically Aquaman, but it's like on to, Disney. No, okay, here's the thing: Thirteenth Year is going to be better <clears throat> than Aquaman will ever have any chance of being. I mean, it probably will be. Those effects. <laughs> yeah, but did, did was there a Disney Channel original movie starring Jason Momoa? I don't know. I don't know. There was the one with um, the Hawaiian kid that's um, the snowboarder. He was Hawaiian. <laughs> but no, that but that's that, like a different guy. He could have... It would have been better with Jason Momoa. I'm most tra- things would be. Most I know, right? <laughs> so, I, I well, we'll... Uh... We can kind of jump back on that tangent later, but I do want to talk a little bit about A Simple Favor because I, I legitimately loved the movie. So not, I, not only has this been a good year for movies, it's been a good year for dark comedy, which I haven't been seeing enough of lately. So we have we have Simple Favor, Sorry to Bother You earlier in the summer, and then earlier this year we had Thoroughbreds. And there were a couple other ones in that vein that I didn't get to see, um, which I finally got a digital copy of Flower earlier this year that I need to, I need to watch. Uh, there's a bunch of things that... It's been a good year for dark comedy. I don't know uh, what it is that kind of spurred that, like, oh, this is going to be the year of black comedy. I think it's but... because millennials are starting to be able to make and go to movies, and millennial humor is known for being surrealist and dark. 
Yeah, it's just like, let me die on this hill of avocado toast. Yeah. Is millennial humor. Sorry and to bother you is basically millennials the movie. Yeah, it re- well, I don't think that movie... That it, movie I don't very think it was much, intending to that be. That movie was very but, much of the millennial voice. Um, but I loved it so much. That's actually one of the things that I wanted to talk about in terms of A Simple Favor, because uh, I had not... I didn't do any research into the movie before we went to go see it. Uh, I went in pretty much only going off of the trailers. Um, so I was expecting something a little bit more uh, straight to the point, kind of gone girly. Well, that's how they were hyping it. That's how it. they were selling it. And then it turned out to be this kind of dark comedy. And not only that, but it's very much a millennial dark comedy. Mm-hmm. And that, after the movie, I was so intrigued that I went and I picked up a copy of the book that it was based on. And as I started reading it, I realized how much of it they aged down the characters to fit that sort of millennial tone. Um, because in the book, uh, Blake Lively and Anna Kendrick's characters are closer to like, Blake Lively would have been like 41, 42. Uh, Anna Kendrick would have been pu- pushing 40. And like, Aging the characters down just a little bit so that they are early 30s as opposed to early 40s, um, I think that uh, I think that that really helped in the long run. Um, it looks like our live video died, so I'm sorry about that. We're just having connection issues, um, but. I don't think that that same level of tone or that same level of humor would have worked or been effective if the characters were older. Because it, that level of that kind of humor hmm. coming out of people that were just a little bit older, it wouldn't have been funny. It would have been sad. Yeah, I think I think that's a good argument. And I don't think that Blake Lively's persona or her characterization, or especially Anna Kendrick's characterization, would have worked if they were like aged up. Agreed. One hundred percent agree. And it's and I feel like that. Looking at uh, the way that the characterization was done in the book, it was. Very, uh, very bland and almost stereotypical the way that the characters were portrayed. At least I, I haven't finished it. Full disclosure, I haven't finished it. I'm about a quarter of a way into it. And uh, the character played by Anna Kendrick in the film comes across as far more uh, quirky, kind of self-aware millennial in the film. Whereas in the book, she comes across as like a stereotypical kind of almost let me speak to the manager soccer That's mom. That's what I was just thinking, that if she was older, she would have that haircut. She'd be obsessed with Target. You know, we just... W- it well, wouldn't work. I mean, she did get her socks from Target. She still very much got her socks. But from you Target. know what I mean. But I know what you mean. Yeah, the kind I get of, my socks the, from she's, Target. She's, I she's do the too. Kind, like they have good socks. Like the, in the in the movie, you can tell that this is somebody who like uh, like I, her personality is such that she comes up with like quirky recipes. We know and, you just like it because you have a big crush on Anna Kendrick. Okay, that's Jacob's like go-to celebrity crush. He has. She is not my go-to. He celebrity loves crush. her, so she can do no wrong. Anna Kendrick, if you're listening, I, 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 she doesn't know this, but we have an open marriage. <laughs> For her, we can be. That's fine. I just, she's adorable, and I like that. Um, and I, I like that. <laughs> shut up. You shut up right now. Okay. We, we both know that if Chris Hemsworth walked in this building, not only would you jump all over that, but I would not begrudge you that for a second. If he would rather jump all over you, I would be okay with it. That's how hot he is. I like, don't think I'm his type. I really don't. Probably not. Like, <clears throat> because, okay, that man is a certifiable 11 out of 10. and He's I... higher than that, Jacob. Come on. Okay, so he, like, he breaks the scale. Yes. Whereas, uh, I, like, I'm maybe... On a good day, a three and a half. Oh, that's not true. 
Okay, it, when when, my, when I take my shirt off, my stomach, oh my, God. my stomach looks like whenever you first pop open a can of Pillsbury biscuits. Like that's what my stomach looks <laughs> like hanging over my butt. No. But Pillsbury biscuits are tasty. You need to work on your self-esteem. Okay. We're going to work on your self-esteem. Okay, so here's like here's the thing. Chris Hemsworth, that man a snack, okay? Whereas I am a breakfast that is eaten hastily at 2.30 in the morning whenever you're already hungover. Like, <laughs> yeah, is... but I eat those more than I eat snacks. <laughs> That's really... <laughs> she's not denying what you are. She's just saying she would take it. I, I love... <laughs> I'm just saying there's no shame in that. Well, See, there's no shame in that well, because, I've, I mean, do you well, know how many sink meals I've eaten? Do you know, well, I mean, we, we've all been to college. We've all, uh, we've all eaten things that are bad for us. But uh, I, I feel like Chris Hemsworth is a no-calorie, guilt-free meal. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm, the, I'm the kind of thing where, like, you immediately, like, if there's, like, a, uh, if there's, like, a um, Alcoholics Anonymous for food, I'm the guy that you call your sponsor for. How do you think I feel? I'm dried spaghetti stuck in a jar of tomato sauce. Which is appropriate, given your Italian heritage. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm dried spaghetti and tomato sauce. Anyway, yes, okay, I, I fully admit it, I do have a dumb, stupid crush on Anna Kendrick. Yep. Like it's, and that's valid. It's valid. She's beautiful. I don't, sh I don't shame you for it. You go for it, Jacob. Also, like, I am not, I'm not a large man. I'm not tall. So finding, finding small, like, um, like, people that make me feel like I'm actually masculine, that doesn't happen that often. I'm mostly emasculated by the women in my life, um, because, uh... Who are They're, these women in your life? You gave me a piggyback ride in New Orleans, okay? Like, this is true. <laughs> this is uh, this is 100% the truth. And I'm taller than him by a couple inches. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she, you you are the tall and I am the small. I and, I'm a I'm a laconic Amazonian nightmare woman. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I like I legitimately think like the casting for this movie was perfect. I loved I it. I loved I love like I'm not a huge Blake Lively fan. And that's putting it lightly. You call her, like, greasy all the time. Hey, there's you no don't... shame in being greasy. Yeah, he just, he hates her. He can't stand her. Anything that she's in, he's like, oh, she's so grungy, she's so greasy, he doesn't get it. But then we saw her in this movie, we were both just like, oh my god. Well, this, wow. is, this is the first wow. time, this is the first time where she's had... Do the Owen Wilson wow. Wow. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... So this is the first time that I have ever seen Blake Lively in anything where she exhibited any sort of personality. Because for the most part, she comes across as like this half awake or at least like she's either half awake or a dead fish. Dude, like, she fought the shark. Yes. How was I she know. not like, yes, she had personality. Yeah, and I'll attribute that film to like her character was dehydrated and living on a rock. That's so, also like, not necessarily her fault. She takes the parts that she can get. Yeah, she had personality in, in Gossip Girl. Her personality. Her personality was um, abrasive, and I didn't enjoy it at all. You watched all of the show. Because you made <laughs> me. Like, I knew that if I said no, I'm not going to watch all, like, 22 seasons of Gone Girl, that I was never. Gossip Girl. Or Gossip Girl. I knew that, like, we wouldn't make it to our wedding. If I was like, <laughs> no, I won't put aside my personal prejudices against Blake Lively to watch this show with the woman I love. So I did it. I took one for the team. That show was terrible. The only person who was good in that show was the maid, Doritos. She, she was good. She was really good in it. But no, I, I, uh, I feel good for Blake Lively because I'm glad that they that she got a film that 
showed off her talent. There's only because been a- she was so so good. She was so doing good. comedy. Yeah, she, she was, was great. great. She had she, good, was she had good comedic and, comedic timing. And I'm hoping that something like this opens up more and better projects for her because I feel like her. I think she I deserves. Think, it. I think that she and her husband need to do like a comedy make together. Up. They would it be would amazing be so together. Good. It would be, and it would make so. And you know, much money. Ryan Reynolds had the same issue where he was being cast in a lot of really flat, kind of boring, pretty boy roles that didn't fit him. And, he's yeah, a comedic actor through and through who yeah. looks like a romantic comedy actor. Yeah, and he's and now he gets to be Deadpool. He's the dream. Yeah, he's living the dream. Yep, the and Canadi- another snack. The Canadian dream. But now yep. I, but now I feel like like it's Blake Lively's turn. It's Blake Lively's to turn do that, and so they, I feel like they maybe have talks over dinner about that. They should. Why am I not getting these comedy parts that I would obviously be so because, good at? And it's, it's funny because the only other, the only other movie that I really will go to bat for with Blake Lively, the only time that her acting presence really uh, worked for me was whenever she was in the town, and I feel like that worked <clears> because I was like, oh, she's embracing her greasy sweaty grunginess and it works um i just don't think you understand highlight jacob you don't understand like beauty i don't i don't know what a contour is i know like you think she's greasy no it's highlight she's glowing there's a difference yeah greasy is like me no meredith no 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 well and and i'm like flaky so Again, like, so between us, we have normal moisture. Like, I, like with our powers combined, we have healthy skin. Yay! No, no, like legitimately, I'm like still. We don't need to see it, Jacob. It's really bad. Oh dang! I've yeah. been trying to get him to exfoliate like every day, and, and he I just. I do. I do. You need to use these little scraper things that they use for feet. Oh, we have them. We have Does it. he use it on his arm? No, he won't use it. I have like a chemical exfoliate. I have like the exfoliating gloves. I've got the little pump. I thingy. use the gloves. No, he's just, you know, whatever. He wants to be flaky. Let him be a flaky boy. Okay, I don't know. so it like it's not as bad as it was like er, like last week. This is taking just... a really weird turn. Okay, last we're talking about like your skin conditions. Well, okay, it, this... I bet Anna Kendrick's character who does a lot of DIY stuff in her kitchen could come up with a great skincare this routine. Sugar scrub. Okay. Make... Yeah, there you go. Well, there you go. Co- Tying it back into the. Well, I'm tying it back in because uh, Blake Lively is married to Ryan Reynolds, who is Deadpool. And last week, one of my kids said that I was flaking so bad that my face looked like Deadpool. So there we go. That's too many steps away. Hey, like, bring it back. Sh- shout out to my uh, my two B class who just roasts me nonstop. <laughs> Sarah V is really good over the counter stuff for that. <clears throat> get get Sarah V normal formula. I feel like uh, if if this show is my testament to uh, like ensnaring Anna Kendrick into a relationship, I don't think that me talking about my flaky skin is doing me any favor. No, I, I li- agree. Any any woman that's worth your time will understand your physical ailments. <laughs> and I feel like, it, I, and we will correct them. And I feel yeah. like, I feel, I feel yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll let's have it. Tori on every episode now. <laughs> She, she's just gonna be the person who sits in the corner and goes, "Uh, actually, she's like the she's like the life advice version of Ryan." Whereas Ryan's in there, like, um, um, actually, that kind of rock wouldn't hold up to that kind of pressure. <laughs> like, like I'm a, I just wanted to like burst in the door and he's like, actually, the atmospheric pressure. Uh, and then like Tori will do the same thing, but she's like, actually, if you exfoliate daily. Uh, so we we have. We have Ryan's Science Corner, and we've got Tori's Beauty Corner. There you go. We have something for everyone. (laughs) Oh, sweet, merciful Lord. 
Anyway, this yes. show is awesome. This show is amazing, and so was the movie. Like it's it's funny because uh, it's hard for me to kind of jump in and analyze and critique this movie too diff like too deeply because I did enjoy so much of it, and so much of it is carried by the charisma of the people on screen. And I will say that there is. The film does kind of seem to take dips when Blake Lively isn't around for large chunks of it because she was such a huge charismatic presence. Oh, see, I disagree. Her, I her think her delivery of the lines was just so like captivating. I felt like she was the catalyst. Yeah. And so it just seemed to drag without her, but hot take, I thought it was just okay. You thought it was just okay. I thought because it was presented like Gone Girl. And so here I am, like, you know, it's date night. And I'm, like, down with all men. Yeah, she's going to get away with it. This is going to be so good. And then we're sitting there. And I don't want to spoil it. But let's just say that doesn't happen. It's okay. This is a no, spoiler we're, we're zone. Spoil we're okay. Spoiler yeah, because apparently in the book... Like Blake Lively, Blake Lively's character gets away with it, and I was like, "Oh my god!" So, and I read the synopsis before for the book before we went into the movie, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm gonna see her. She's gonna frame him. It's gonna be so good." Yeah, no, it doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, oh, I was disappointed. Tori is living. <laughs> Tori is living proof that misandry does exist. <laughs> I am I am living for this misandry. We should no. hey, Tori, do you want to kick Jake off the show and be my co-host? Oh, I'm okay with this. I feel like we would get a lot of hate mail. We not, surprisingly not from the don't... listeners of this station. Nope. Not not from KPFT. No. KPFT is not a hate mail station. No. They're just like, yeah, you go bringing voices to the voiceless. Yay. Yeah. You I mean, the KPFT has been bombed by the KKK twice, though. So yeah, we're uh, we might say some things that, that they might find offensive. But if you're, I feel like if you're offending the KKK, then you're doing a lot of things very right. If you're, if you're, if you're offending, the, if, if you're, you're not offending the KKK, you need to evaluate your priorities. Yeah, I know. Which is why uh, another one of my favorite movies of this year was Black Klansman. God, I loved that movie so much. It was so good. Didn't see it. No. <laughs> You didn't, but I'm, that's one that I will definitely buy when it comes out. It was one of those movies that uh, was entertaining and emotionally gut-punching at the same time. I saw Black Klansman, Sorry to Bother You, and Crazy Rich Asians all in the same weekend. That's a, that is a good, like... In a range, that I is, feel. That is, a nice, that is a nice data collection point right there. That is what that is. Um, it was called I Finally Had a Weekend Where I Didn't Have Any Obligations. Yeah, it'll be a while before we have one of those again. I'm trying to think about my next one, and I don't think that's... We kind of had that last weekend. That. Yeah, for us, it was last weekend was the first time that it's like, hey, let's do something that we actually want to do. Which and, was get rained on like five times. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> we, got, we got soaked. Oh, you know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually disagree with you and, and circling back to the movie. And I'm sorry to interrupt the discussion about the rain. <laughs> The rain has been because it's totally yeah. The rain has been horrible. I'm only happy when, when it rains. rains. Okay, so but I thought the supporting cast was excellent. Linda yes. Cardellini in her one scene yes was so beautifully brittle. I've see the thing is I feel who is I, she? Linda Cardellini was the the artist, the artist. ex girlfriend. Oh, in the Slayer shirt. But I felt like it was just like out of nowhere. I don't know. I don't feel it like was it, like what? I don't feel like it was out of nowhere, and I think it gave a good like clue to Blake Lively's character's overall like. It filled in a lot of blanks. Yeah, because she had originally told the story about how it was an artist that she was the muse for and mm -hmm. everything, and she stole the painting from him, and it turned out that it was actually her ex girlfriend that she was. 
Yeah. So was it actually her ex-girlfriend or was it her sister's ex-girlfriend? No, it was her ex-girlfriend. Okay. Yeah, I will say that the one dark spot on this was the whole let's go with the psycho bisexual trope. I was like, come on. In the year of our Lord 2018, are we really still doing that? Yeah, that was a little bit. But at at the same time, I think... It was more of, it wasn't so much that she was a psycho bisexual as much as she was a uh, psychotic person who happened to also be bisexual. Like, I don't even know. Well, I guess, yeah, she was. I think it was like she was so manipulative that she would use anyone to get her way. That's kind of how I felt. Yeah. It it didn't matter. It was almost like, I almost don't know if I would qualify her as bisexual as much as pansexual. Like, how do I achieve my ends? Oh, there's a person, you know? Like, I felt like that was Not that pansexual people are like that. No. Just that this is how she was. No, I'm just saying that's how her approach is. Yeah. Is that it didn't matter, like, like, I don't even know if there was any... I think everything... I don't even know if there was a romantic attraction Right, I think it was a means to an end. It was a means to an end, exactly. Yeah. Like, I think you hit the nail on the head there. Yeah, she had no chemistry with him. Henry Golding, which is fine because that's exactly the point. Yeah. Is that the main character, dude? Yeah. Yeah. That's the... Clearly, I don't know their names. <laughs> no, I didn't H- look that. Henry up. Golding was uh, was the guy from Crazy Rich Asians. I feel that was the same guy. Yeah. Yes. The main character. Yes. Yeah. No. Yes. That was Nick. No. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. was Nick from Crazy Rich Asians. He was way more attractive in Crazy Rich Asians, maybe because he was crazy rich. I don't know. Possibly. <laughs> His haircut was also different in this. He, he yeah, was also I better wasn't... dressed. The wardrobe in Crazy Rich, rich Asians was. Um, Amazing. I also think his hair was different. Yeah. I, he was, I didn't recognize him, so... Yeah. But this is the second movie that we've done in, what, like three weeks that we're talking about a film where there was a shirtless Henry Golding. Was <laughs> he shirtless, shirtless in this? this? Yeah. Whoa! Apparently we didn't pay attention. Jacob. We said that at the same... You were really into him, apparently. No, okay, so, because like I said, I had not read the book prior, and I didn't know how things were going to turn out, and you remember how they were talking so early on about, like, uh, Blake Lively's tattoo, the one on her wrist? Right, yeah. Yeah. When he took his shirt off, I noticed that it seemed like he had a a charity symbol tattooed on his side as well, and I'm like, aha! Oh, yeah, you're right. And I was like, but that's a red herring. It It was a classic, like, it was just like... I thought for sure I had figured it out, and then I was wrong because I thought there's no way that they're just gonna do the twin thing, and then they there's the like aha thing. triplets. I fooled you. Also, shout out to Andrew Rannells, who is always gold in everything. Is yeah. this the funny guy? Yeah, the funny dad. Oh yeah, he's so catty. Yeah, I, I love him. him. No, he's so great. Yeah. Uh, I I went to the. Uh, like phantom events version of falsettos to watch him singing in a Broadway show. And he was amazing. He's just so fun to watch. He was, and he, he was, a gr- he was a great, like whenever you look at like background character actors, he did so well in this film, especially. Um, and it's one of those things where that character could have been grating or annoying or felt like too much like a stereotype, but it's but Andrew it was, Rannells. But it was fun. But because it was I think it's just Andrew Rannells playing Andrew yeah. Rannells. That's yeah. why. And the the whole way through, I was thinking, I'm like, I would love to see alternate takes with like we just swap him out for Billy Eichner. <laughs> say like his character reminded yeah. me of him from parks and rec ma'am ma'am for a dollar kate blanchett is she good or just tall yeah 
So like it, but that was that was one of those character actor background moments that really resonated with me. I love his honesty, where he's like, "We just started watching your show to make fun of it, but then actually, <laughs> your recipes are really good." That was one of the things that I liked in terms of like translation from the book to screen. In the book, she's actually like a mommy blogger, mm-hmm. like she's like r- writing out these long rants. Whereas I liked the shift to the YouTube style video blogger, I wish which you is more which is more of the moment. Well, it also I feel like the mommy blog thing has kind of fallen by the wayside. Well, it's so dependent. Like, the ending is so dependent on, like, the nanny cam. And, and stuff. the video, yeah. Yeah, and so I wish you would have finished the book so you could tell us, like, how that relates to the movie. Like, was yeah. she live streaming it? Who was she, If she was a blogger, how did that yeah. incorporate? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously... They, you need to finish the book, Jacob. I'm, I'm working on it. Faster. I got the book two days ago. Come on. I don't... Like, I have, I have professional responsibilities. <laughs> Um, but I did like that translation, and I liked... Th- there was a lot about the film that I actually I liked a lot more than what I'm seeing in the book so far. Well, and I think that the YouTube also makes much more sense for a visual medium yeah, than a does. book. It so. does, because I feel like if... I honestly feel like if they had kept her like as an actual like blogger, it the only way it would have worked is if they would have made it almost like a Sex and the City parody. Uh, <laughs> that is, actually would have probably worked, too, funny which, enough. Which is... But then I feel like... The aging down of the characters who would wouldn't they, work. Who would they be? Anna Kendrick would be a Charlotte, obviously. Blake Lively, she'd be a Samantha. Yeah, definitely. And then I guess uh, Andrew <laughs> would be who? Would be who? Uh, I'm trying to think. Now we, might be a good time to mention that I hated Sex in the City. Yeah, it's not great. It's ter- it's the movies terrible. are really bad. Oh, that's what I've heard. Oh, they're so bad. I've heard they're awful. They I've, are. I've heard they're... that they're like super racist, too. The the second one, absolutely, oh. it's really bad. No, I we don't support that. I'm not. No, like, I, never, I never. We like to offend the KKK here. I never. Wa- and men. Yeah. <laughs> We're s- Buster, if you're out there listening, I know the live stream's dead, but we don't hate you, and all of our and all of our male demographic. I don't hate men. I just I like when women win. That's it. I don't hate men. I, I hate stupid, and unfortunately, there's quite a Venn diagram. With Agreed. That. Oh. The Venn diagram is a perfect circle. Um, <laughs> let's. Sorry, uh, I, I got a. Um, I got a notification just as I said that, and I was afraid it was like a bunch of our followers saying, "I'm never listening to your show again." <laughs> um, oh man, did we finally get fined by the FCC for our raging misandry? I don't. I don't know if that's covered by the FCC. I have. I have no idea how the FCC works. I work in radio, and I don't know how the FCC works. Anyway, um, should you be admitting that on air? No, I shouldn't. But maybe we should just dump that whole thing and die. Well, I feel like. Well, here's the thing: everything that I say is protected under parody. That's true. Because I. So that's so. Because so, I'm a walking joke. Uh, so us, us, being misandrists. You're just totally. Playing, you're just playing under- characters. I don't know how to play characters. I've never taken an acting class in my life. And I'm not a professional I didn't performer in, I didn't or anything. I didn't introduce you as a professional improv comedian at all. No, I've never done improv ever. I We're just folding in, we're just folding in on ourselves in regards to our own parody. I'm just pretty. <laughs> she says she on really the radio. Is. That's why I'm really Oh god, you guys are so sweet. That's why I'm sad that the live stream Yeah, broke like, cuz yeah. it was like you're looking at you're missing all this oh, babyliciousness. Oh god. Yeah. Okay, but the movie. But the movie. But the movie. Speaking of babyliciousness, this movie should win all the Oscars for costuming. Yeah, all the jackets, Blake Lively, like oh, shirtless oh, in a blazer. Oh, like oh. I don't feel like I could pull that off. 
but she really can pull it off. I was I was very impressed. I also like they didn't try to make her too feminine. They let her be they let her be edgy and hard. I liked it. She was it. so androgynous. I know. I felt things. It was she she looked great. She all those tailored suits. Mm-hmm. Oh, tailored suits for women are a fashion choice that more women need to be making. It's a look. It, yeah, it really like, is. It's so stylish. Yeah, more more people need to embrace embrace that. Embraced. Em- as we're as we're talking about shirtless, like in I'm, a blazer, I'm going to cut your mic. No, <laughs> no. I'm, more women need Freudian. to embrace. <laughs> more women need to embrace that look. It can't just be Janelle Monae. Like she's like she can't be the only person rocking the suits out there. Well, to be fair, Janelle Monae does do it better than literally everyone. Well, yeah, just because she's the trailblazer. Oh, she's she's great too. She's got such style. Uh, blazer. I just, oh man, I wasn't quick on the uptake on that one. Anyway. No, but but Blake Lively's, Blake Lively's wardrobe in this was mwah. It the was only thing I had issues with chef-kin. was whenever she's getting out of her car in the rain, like the first time we see her character, and she's walking in these Louboutins in the rain. And granted, like, she has money, so it doesn't matter if she wrecks these shoes. But I'm just like, how are you going to do that? <laughs> Why are you going to do that? Take them off! Yeah, like you. But it wouldn't have been in character to take them off. So. No, it would. It would have. Uh, it would have completely taken. It would have completely gone against everything. The character. But I also really for. loved how they like contrasted the characters. I mean, she was so stylish in her suits and her heels, and then you have Anna Kendrick, who's like in a sundress and her rain boots. Yeah, that th- that was another thing that I really liked about the film was like the using the visual medium to characterize and kind of the like wardrobe too because whenever she like takes over in their house she tries on the dress mm-hmm. yeah whenever she's like trying to fill that role yeah. in the husband's life and in the son's life so yeah and I, I feel can... like that was an extended metaphor of like you don't fit in this place that right. was and... good look at you oh my god also can I talk about how great it was that they didn't end up together. Yeah, I was I was that so glad the that, guy in the girl or the two girls. I was so glad that Anna Kendrick and and Henry Golding did not end up together in yeah, this. Yeah, I, I would have I would have been I would have hated that. Yeah, that would have that would have ruined everything. I, I think, think they do in the book though. I feel they do oh. because like okay in the book what I read from the synopsis and granted the internet may be wrong. I don't know. I didn't fact check this. I just went to a website. Anyways, so like apparently I, I wish <laughs> I really wish. That that was just like the disclaimer before everything that they said on Fox News for the next 1,000 years. It's like, look, we don't know if this is true, but we read it on a website. Apparently, somehow, Blake Lively's character frames it for Anna Kendrick's character and the guy, and both of them go to jail. Dang. And so and she gets away with it, according to this website. Jacob, you will finish the book. Finish you can give an update and tell them if that's what happens. So going into it, that's what I thought. And I'm like, yeah, she's going she's gonna to get them. It's going to be so good. It's going to be like full-on Gone Girl. And then, and I feel like it was presented like that in the trailers. Like, it was it creepy, was. and you're thinking, oh, my God, what's going to happen? And then it's like, what? And what? I sh- and it's funny because I should have anticipated how this film was going to play out because it's directed by Paul Feig, who... Um, but it was also marketed as, Paul Feig is doing a thriller? Ooh. Yeah, but like, 
Paul Feig will forever be the man who directed the dinner party episode of The Office for me. Like, that is who he will be until the end of time. So That's I a really good episode. That's one of mm -hmm. my all-time favorite episodes of The Office. Yeah. So I should have known what the comedic tone of this was going to be <laughs> going in. Like, I should have known. The thing was, though, they didn't advertise it as having any kind of comedic but tone. But the thing is, no. the thing is I, knew it was gonna, I knew it was going to be at least a little bit funny because Anna Kendrick. Well, I don't know. I thought maybe. Oh, it's different from her. Like no. she's gonna, she's gonna like, like for I departure, and she's gonna. Be I didn't serious. anticipate that I mean, because she, she did the last five years, which isn't super well, you know funny. What? Yeah, but I, I feel like I have to distance myself from like her musical career and her ah. and her regular career because, generally speaking, musicals are regular. She's well, <laughs> like. The way that you, the, I, I look at it the way the Golden Globes do. Ah. You know, it's like best comedy slash musical, but you know. Um, so Granular. Yeah. So like Anna Kendrick's career, if you look at the acting choices that she's taken, there aren't that many that don't utilize her natural comedic charisma. Um, she tends to gravitate more towards those roles. Um, I haven't seen her do anything that was more on the serious side of the spectrum since something like Up in the Air. Um, I feel like she's kind of filling a very specific type of character. Um, she, she's been around long enough now that people look for an Anna Kendrick type whenever they want to cast somebody. I feel somebody. like she's in the same kind of category as an Alison Brie. Yes. Oh, I hate her. Oh, I, I love Alison Brie. can't stand her. I know. I can't, it's, it's, I don't it's know. why Tori has I just, not I seen can't Glow. Stand her. I know, because like I saw the trailer on Netflix, and I was like, oh, I want to watch it, but I hate her, and I want to punch her, so I'm not going to watch it. Her last name is a style of cheese that I really like. I like that cheese, too, but not enough for me to like this girl. I don't. What is it that, you, that turned I don't know. you off of I don't Alice know. Marie. She's just like... Because I know you never watched just Mad make Men. Because I know you never watched Mad Men. She's on there? Yeah. Well, now I'm not going to watch Mad She's Men. She's on Community, too. Oh, I know. I think that's what it is. I think that I really think that's what it is. We watched Community like the first two seasons whenever we first started dating, and you know, I don't know. Okay, we don't have to talk about it. Clearly, you like her. I don't like her. She makes she makes good TV. Well, I won't say her films, but she makes good TV shows. I feel like she's just all like, "Oh, I'm so funny and I have big boobs." But she, but she doesn't. Yeah. Well, maybe she is funny and has big boobs, but I'm not into it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, okay? I don't know. We don't have to analyze this. So, Let's talk about so, the movie. Uh, so the thing that uh, makes you get on board the Blake Lively train is that she's funny and has big boobs. Hers aren't that big, mm, I no, feel. Blake Lively's like an A cup. She's just like, I don't know. She's just, it's the hair. Like, she has beautiful hair, and it's like always perfect, like, beachy waves. And she's just, she has that effortless cool about her. She's I want to touch her hair. I just, yeah. I want to like I walk just up. I want to like look at her. I, I want to finger comb her hair. Okay. I would ask permission. I would be like, Blake Lively, do you consent to me finger combing your hair in a completely non-creepy, non-sexual way? And she'd be like, of course, look at your your hands. Your hands are so pretty, Meredith. And I would be like, thank you, Blake Lively. Now we're best friends. I don't see that scenario playing out. I just don't. Does she still have her website where, like, I know that she opened up her own, like, Martha Stewart kind of website where she would, like, give, um, like, house making tips, stuff like that? Because, you know, like, she did one, 
Kate Hudson has her, or whatever her name is, has hers. Gwyneth Paltrow has hers. Mm -hmm. And I remember they interviewed Martha Stewart, and she was so shady about it. So I don't know. I don't know if Blake Lively still does that. Well... If uh, if if Snoop Dogg's word of mouth is anything to go on, Martha Stewart will totally cut someone. Like she, she totally she's will. Good. She's, she's scary. She's been to prison. Yeah. And I, I don't know if I that do, site is I, still up. I do want to watch her show with Snoop Dogg. I haven't, I haven't seen it. it. I've haven't heard it's really it fun. I'm and I'm wondering if uh, like because this film has <clears> been doing well. Like it's it's getting a little bit of traction. I'm wondering if that will open more doors for Blake Lively. I hope it does. And I'm I'm hoping that it does just so that I can prove myself wrong cuz I would like to enjoy her work. I really would. Cuz I I legitimately enjoyed The Shallows. I know that like you weren't 100% a fan of that one. It was I really, okay. I really liked this. She was good in um what you call it? Um she was good in The Town. Um so I'd like to see more films where she really gets a chance to embrace what she's good at. Well, it happened to Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. And I mean, it took a while, but... It, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, hopefully that happens with her, too. I, I'm, I I'm hoping it happens sooner rather than later, just given what I know about Hollywood and their obsession with, oh, you're a certain age, we can't use you as an actress anymore. How old yep. is she? I don't know. Uh, I feel like she might be in her 30s. If only I had a tiny computer in I my like pocket she, that I could... Because I've... Like, I... I don't do well with keeping up with uh, like people's ages, and I'm just like assuming that they're older than I am. Um, but I think she's like right around my age. I want to say she's like 31, something around that age. Uh, the internet says that she is 31. Okay. Oh, there we go. Nail on the head. Look yeah. at you. So wow, she's six years older than the let's <gasps> let's launch the women into the sun age. Yeah, because is sh- that twenty five? Yeah, yeah, usually it's one. Oh my god, I'm like older than that. Yeah, I know. We <laughs> like you. You can no longer work in Hollywood. Although with comedy, with comedy, you can stay on a little later. Yeah, especially if you're Melissa McCarthy. If you're Melissa McCarthy, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, like uh, Amy, uh, Amy Sedaris, like if you're if you're comedy, you can. You can stay in a, a bit longer because... Yeah, well, I mean, look at... Uh, what's her name? Who plays uh, Kimmy Schmidt? Um, Ellie Kemper. Ellie Kemper. Um, she had a like late-in-life career resurgence because of The Office. Yeah. And she's been able to parlay that going forward. Uh, Darcy Carton. Yeah. Uh, on The Good Which, Place. The Good Place is actually on right now. Woo! And I'm... And I and I'm missing it. Like, I love but, that show. But, but I mean, Darcy Carton but, is excellent. But you're basically Janet anyway. I know, I know. When I when I did my uh, voice match for my voiceover class, it was Janet. Yeah. From the Good Place. Uh, but you know, she she did like her career was she started off as an improviser with yeah. like UCB and just was an improviser until she got cast in a TV show. Yeah, and she's that's, great. And I think that's one thing that I will say is impressive about Blake Lively is she doesn't actually have what you would consider to be a comedy trained background. She just happens to be really funny in the but, right situation. But good acting training will include comedy. Yeah. So she does come from an acting background, and if she comes from a and any any. Acting background with salt includes comedy. Utilized it up to this point. It's not her fault though. I'm sure because she's beautiful, she gets cast as like the pretty girls that don't. And that's, I I wouldn't blame her for it. Yeah, and I I I do feel like maybe the my thought of oh she can't do comedy comes from the fact that I did sit through several seasons of Gossip Girl and they tried to utilize her and make her funny sometimes. No, they didn't. They tried. They tried to have her be like snarky funny. I don't think so. That was all Blair. Okay, that was not Serena. But see, there was also, (laughs) there's also things like, you also don't know what the other takes looked like. Yeah. Uh, There's also, You're just wrong. That's the, like, message of tonight. Well, that 
that an, an actor's Anna half- Kendrick would never be this mean <laughs> to me. I want you to know that, Tori. Well, I don't doubt it. Something else to talk about too is that actors often have to take what they can get because yeah, well, if you're if you're if you're acting full time, you have to do X number of hours in order to get health insurance via SAG. I get. It. I mean, I get. So, it. I get it. I just. I'm surprised it took me this long to do a turnaround on Blake Lively, and I never would have imagined it would have been this movie that did it for me. You know, like that I'm, makes sense. I'm legitimately happy that she's done something that kind of opened my eyes, and I hope that if there are people out there who had the same opinion that I did, that everything was based around what they saw on, I guess, Gossip Girl, that uh, give her a chance. They'll give her a chance and be really like blown away by what she did here. And a lot of it is also it's not even just it's not even. Um, related to so much acting as it is just presence. You know, something that really can't be taught in an acting academy. You know, as I was watching her in this, I, I thought that she would have probably been a pretty good Captain Marvel. Yeah. I mean, I, She I mean, does absolutely. have such a great statuesque presence. She she can carry herself beautifully. Uh, she, she would be great in any kind of superhero role. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure that, uh, I'm sure that had the uh, had the Disney Fox thing not gone the way that it was, I'm sure Ryan Reynolds would have been angling for some way to get her into the yeah. X universe, and maybe there's still hope. I don't know. We'll see. Um, She'd be good Emma Frost. She would be. She would actually be excellent mm-hmm. in that role. Um, wow. Like, I hadn't even thought of that casting, but that is, like, right on the money. Um, a lot more so than January Jones, because I feel like... Uh, what where she had the almost the, the intense demeanor, she didn't really have the charisma that I see in Emma Frost. Whereas watching this, I go, oh yeah, that works. I think um, the best description that I ever heard of Emma Frost was uh, from Warren Ellis, where he said that she is like Madonna when she was pretending to be British. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Uh, and I love Emma Frost. Yeah, love Emma Frost. But uh, yeah. and I think Blake Lively could have pulled that off. But no, th- this was an excellent movie. Yeah, I, I loved like, it. I feel I feel um, like the thing that I that I talk about a lot on this show is the importance of tone. And while we were kind of, I, at least Meredith was kind of blindsided by the tone of this piece. Um, I love how they mingled and played with the dark comedy aspect of it to the point where um, there it did legitimately work as a thriller in the middle section. Oh yeah, but the uh, the tension breaks were so great. Oh, they were excellent. Um, the tension breaks, like um, when uh, the father comes up to the window and is like, I wanted to buy the blue blazer. <laughs> <laughs> that bit was so good. And uh, the uh, the vlog where uh, where Stephanie reveals that she understands everything, mm-hmm. and then it, we cut to Anna Kendrick doing the hip-hop rap-along in the car was perfectly executed uh so I, when i saw this i saw it monday night and the so the theater was actually pretty well filled with women about in my age bracket so millennial women and when that segment came on every woman in the audience was uh actually rapping along with her oh lord those, it was really fun those, it was really fun well those of us who were in high school at the at the time of like when <laughs> That was like right at the peak of where I was listening to hip hop, which was like Buster Rhymes and like that whole like I I own several DMX albums. Um, so so that that scene killed me. I'm not even gonna lie. Um, and I feel like there is so much about this film that is just so tightly put together, mm-hmm. and it's the script at the script level it just works so incredibly well. And it's very well structured. It's insanely well structured and. 
I, I think that's what what's really the key to um, dark comedy is knowing when to place those tone breaks. Um, and the best examples of uh, dark comedy that we've seen this year, stuff like Thoroughbred, stuff like uh, Sorry to Bother You, it's the gut punch of the change in tone that yes. really makes it work. And I feel like this one, it, it was just a serpentine of ups and downs, reaching to climaxes, and then do you, you know, really? Back. Because like gut punch, I didn't feel that at all. Well, you with this at all. Well, you were uh, you were too like holding on to the spoilers that wouldn't come. I guess maybe. I, I like, don't know. I, I just like, well, I, I like... felt like it was just okay. I didn't I didn't feel like it was. Oh my god, this is so great. Thoroughbreds I... was also a little more can... toned down in its comedic. Can you breaks? give me an example of a dark comedy that I would have seen? Uh... Like not from this year, obviously. I um... one where I could like be like, okay, I get it. Because I didn't get it with this. No. It's really good and you should see it, but I don't know. I... <laughs> Di uh, Disney Animation Studios oh, put out a whole hush. lot of dark comedy. I've seen other movies, Jacob. Well, that may... Well, at least somebody here has seen other movies because... Uh, I don't know if you know this, but Meredith has only ever seen Babe and Babe Pig in the City. It's true. I only talk about movies after reading the <laughs> synopses on Wikipedia. I actually didn't see this movie. Yeah. I just watched Babe again. She just, like, I'd like to go see that movie, but Babe Pig in the City yeah. is on TNT. Like, why would right you see now. any other movie when Babe exists? The funny thing is, like, I love that legitimately as a joke and a punchline in, on this show, but at the same time, I love both of the Babe movies. I like the yeah. first one. I like them both. I, I haven't like seen them. the second one, ah. though. My other favorite running joke on the show is just telling out-of-context stories about my life that sound weirder than they really are. Like the fact that okay. I own two penguin onesies. Every, sh every weird fact about yourself is exactly as weird as you make it out to be. Yeah, I know, but they're, they're actually pretty mundane. Like, the reason why I have two penguin onesies is from sketch comedy. Yeah, like, the reason why... But I don't need to bring out why I have two penguin onesies. We have a lot of weird stuff, and I'll leave it at that. But, I, okay, <laughs> as weird as our life is, none of us has ever had a potato boyfriend. That's true. I never had a potato boyfriend, either. <clears throat> I thought you had a... Or I had a pet potato. Okay. Okay, look... And that was to troll my college roommate. Look, I'm I'm not going to... I, I'm not going to like split hairs about your relationship history because that's not what I do here but I feel I feel like that's belittling someone who was a very big part of your life for a long time I don't think he would appreciate I don't think Spuds McKenzie would appreciate you referring to him as a pet was that his name no his name was Spunky oh Spunky the Spuds potato McKenzie, it would be like Irish no Spunky the potato like a like a arms. always after me like he arms I I'm Chris O'Dowd the potato God. No, but anyway, no, no. So Spunky, I found him in the parking lot of H-E-B. Of course you did. And we weren't allowed to have pets in the dorm. And I felt like trolling my roommate because that's what you do when you live in a Huntsville. And yeah. you can't get a fake ID to go out drinking. So right. uh, Spunky, Spunky knew what Spunky was because he lived on newspaper. And I had a food bowl for him and a water bowl for him. He knew he was a pet. Look, don't kink shame me. Okay. <laughs> I had a plant named Orlando Bloom. I remember that. It was and a cactus, it, it right? It was a cactus and it died. <laughs> I, had, I killed him. I had a cactus named Jim that I named after my dad, and I had a cat that knocked Jim over and ate him. 
Wow. I was really sad a, about that. We had a basset hound that ate the agave plant in our backyard. In oh. the wall. In the tile. In the wall. He and was the, He just, he if was there was a thing, he would eat it. Yeah. I don't he, know if you know this, but basset hounds are basically the tiger shark of dogs. Yeah, they'll what's, eat anything. What's the toilet shark of dogs? What, whatever it is our current dog yeah, is. Yeah, I was going to say Lily. <laughs> yeah. She's something else. Shout out to Lily. Yeah, shout out to Lily. <laughs> I know you're not listening, girl. Nope. <laughs> she never listens to anything. Nope. She's really not a very supportive pet. She's not very obedient, but she is very odd, and we love her. Yeah, we we, ad we adopted her from Bark here in Houston, which is a wonderful organization that runs... Uh, re it's a rescue shelter here in Houston. And um, whenever we picked her out, um, whenever we filled out the adoption paperwork, under breed, it just said dog, question mark, <laughs> um, because we're not entirely sure. Yeah, she's basically Stitch from yeah. Lilo and Stitch. She could be an alien. We, we don't, don't know. know for sure. Anyway, well, we are almost out of time. Aww, so this, I was this enjoying is, this it. Is blow, this is blown by. Can we just can we just go into really but not really slot? Uh, I saw Down going home. Well, I think really but not really moved to Wednesdays, I believe. Who's after us now? I don't think anybody is after. So us. now we're after so, us. So we can like we can just lock the door. It's like the maniacs have taken the box. Uh, no, I, I can't do that. Eventually, you would run out of movies. If. No, we'll just talk about Babe on loop. We'll just talk about Babe on an infinite loop. Or Jacob's crushes. We could talk about those. Okay. <laughs> Anna Kendrick, I love your hair. Um, you love her hair? It's just like... What is it? It just looks so silky and bouncy. I mean, if you're going to pick out good hair, pick out better hair. Hers is just okay. Okay. Um, Gal, uh, Gal Gadot. I support that. I love her hair, too. She's beautiful. She's she, just she, like, oh my god. She is a literal Amazon those, goddess. Those cheekbones. I know, right? Yeah. It's just she's beautiful. Yeah. And those are your top two. Probably, it's and it's there's such a wide gap between the two. It's like it, right. it's just this, you have range. This small little chipmunk woman and a, a literal Amazon goddess, and there's like nothing in between. Okay, Chris Hemsworth is in between. Yeah. <laughs> I'm into I'm, Guy Smiley. I don't know who that is. Who is that? He's he's a Muppet. It's a very it's a very literal Muppet. Literally okay. Muppet. Like like Kermit the Frog. Like Kermit the Frog. I'll show okay. you. Guy oh. Smiley's total babe. Are you actually into him or? It's who knows. Who, kno who knows? Who knows? Who knows with who knows with <laughs> Meredith? We don't know if this is reality or tell. not. <laughs> um, but seriously, uh, to wrap things up, um, if you haven't seen A Simple Favor, go check it out. It is most definitely worth watching, especially if you're into Here's um, Guy some, somewhat, dark, babe. somewhat darker comedy. He looks like Ted from How I Met Your Mother. I never watched How I Met Your Mother. He kind of looks like him. Okay, so for those of you who are wondering what the human connection uh, for Guy Smiley is, it's Josh Radner. I don't Anyways, even know who that is. Yeah, this movie. Don't yeah. go into it thinking that, oh my gosh, women are going to rule the world and down with all men because you will be disappointed. Look, you've got to look if you want your fe your female empowerment. Go movie, watch Con Girl. Yeah, it's in my opinion, it's better. I don't know. Hot that, take, apparently. Well, I mean, to to be fair, Gone Girl was an excellent uh, excellent adaptation of a trashy novel by one of the greatest living directors that we have. Um, filled out with an amazing cast um, and, and Ben Affleck. I was about to say, you know, well, an amazing Ben Affleck. And, and but this was Ben Affleck pre terrible back tattoo. Yeah. So.
Oh my it god, I just made the connection between Ben Affleck showing his peen in the shower in there and <laughs> uh, the fact that Batman finally showed his peen in a DC comic. It took long enough, but the timelines have synced. Also, Gone Girl had Jake Doppelganger and Scoot McNary. Yes. I, I don't think we look that much alike. No, you you guys, he's going to play you in the inevitable Pop and Schlock movie. Mm. I, I'm going to be playing. I wonder if we could get him for Toilet Shark. I wonder what his schedule's like. I'm going to see if I can get a hold of his agent. Okay. You do that. <laughs> I would not mind working with Scoot McNary, and I'll be like, hey, when we do our adaptation of how this show came about, you get to play Jake. And he'll be like, who is Jake? And I'll be like, ha, ha, ha. I feel like I feel like I uh, whenever I start making the unauthorized merchandise for this show, I'm gonna get, it's just a shirt that's gonna have a picture of Scoot McNary's face, and it says "Who is Jake?" and then Pop and Schlock on the back. It's okay. If it makes you feel any better, I would be played by Zachary Quinto. Yeah. In a wig. I don't even think he needs a wig. I've got long hair. I just wear it in a ponytail a lot. That's true. So just put just put Zachary Quinto in a wig, and there you go. Like you can't even tell the difference. Yeah, I know. Eyebrows are the same. Just exactly the same. They are. We have the same nose too. Y'all are bait. I mean, it, it's, it's if you it, look at look at Zachary Quinto and look at me, and Zachary Quinto looks more like my brother than my actual brothers. I've never met your brothers, so I can't vouch for that. To put things into perspective, one looks like Rick Astley, and the other looks like David Tennant. So think about that, and then think about Zachary Quinto, and you're like, oh dang, Zachary Quinto does look like her sibling. That is true. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, this go is see the, the movie. Yes. Yeah, go see the movie and like literally hit me up on Twitter and I'll talk about it. If uh, um, and uh, Anna Kendrick, if you're listening, I'm sorry that I made a fool of myself in your name. <laughs> um, and uh, hopefully one day, like it was, I was trying to actually get her to call into the show. Like I was reaching out on Twitter, but uh, do we even know how to answer the phones here? Yes, we know how to answer the phones. Bobby showed me. Oh, I, th I think I have it down. But anyway. He probably didn't show me because he knew that if I touched the phone, it would explode. Yeah, I know. You're you're just a technological mishap waiting to happen. But anyway, thank you guys for listening. This has been Pop and Schlock Live on KPFT HD2. If we you love want... you, our listeners. Yes, thank you so much for listening along. Um, if you want to get a hold of us, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I am at AmIWriterWrong, writer as in like typewriter. You can find my co-host Meredith at Meredith Nudo. That's M E. M E R E D I T H N U D O. That's it's how you a song. Yeah, it's 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 it works. You I'll can, send you sexy pictures of Guy Smiley. Oh Lord! And then uh, of course uh, you can follow the show on at Pop Schlock Pod and on Instagram at uh, at Pop and Schlock Live. All of our episodes are archived at iTunes, Spotify, Google Pod, uh, Google Podcasts. Uh, we're on Stitcher. There might be a drone that is uh, broadcasting us 24-7 over uh, desolate areas of the wasteland. But... Finally, a good use for drones other than blowing up foreign people. Yes, I know. The KPFT, audience. the KPFT drone fleet is uh, a forward-thinking <laughs> bit of technology. Well, hey, our logo is a dove. That's true. Thank you for listening to KPFT Pacifica Radio, and we will see you next time.